Blog Talk Radio.
Detroit State and to the church. So again, I just want to thank you all for joining in on tonight with me. My name is Minister Sylvia Kaiser. Please share, share, and share. Um, get your Bibles, pens, papers, pencils, tablets, whatever you need to write down things that you feel that's key for you. I, I feel that the, the uh, service on tonight is going to help someone. <coughs> Excuse me, it, it helped me. Right before we got ready to come on live, um, I just began to cough. Um, had been coughing all day or anything, just began to cough. But God's will will be done. Okay? Let's start off with that. So today's subject is your past does not determine your future. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Your past does not determine your future. Okay, so let's pray that before we go into it. Father God, I ask you right now to give everyone that's looking at this or listening to it on Blog Talk and the live format and those that will look at it and hear it later in the replay and in the archives of the radio. God, I just ask you to give them ears to hear. Give them a heart to receive. Give them a mind to meditate on the word that's going to come forth on tonight. Father God, we just ask you right now to just make a way for the people to receive your word. Give them a heart to want to just write your word on the tablets of their heart that they won't forget it. They won't sin against you. They will bring it up in the time of need. Father God, we just come before you with our hands up and open saying, God, forgive me. So that when I pray, which I pray and repent daily, God, it's not a one-time repentance. It's a daily repentance. God, that you will hear my prayer. God, I thank you for the opportunity for this time to be able to hear your word, to receive your word, God, to apply your word to my heart, to my life, and to my family life. God, let your word go where it needs to go. Let it be buried in my spirit in the spirit and hearts of my family and me. God, I just thank you on tonight. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you for the deliverance. And thank you for the heartfelt word. I will receive it. Give us ears to hear. Open our ears, Lord, that we will hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the first thing I want to do is I want to read Psalm 1, chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Please read along with me. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. 
Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now, we ask God to give us blessing for his word because we will not walk in the council. We will not stand in the way. We will not sit uh, with the scoundrel. But we will walk with God, we will stand with God, and we will sit with God. I want you all to let's go back and remember a song that says, when I think back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I have a testimony. Let's go back and think about when we were little kids and they taught us the song, Yes, Jesus loved me. Yes, Jesus cared. We got to go back and think of some things so we will understand why my title says, Your past does not determine your future. See, I want to talk about what God has done for me. This not no me, me, I, I, but I'm just saying to you what God has done for me. And later on, I want you all to be a witness. If you're on Facebook, type in what God has done for you. If you're on blog talk, speak up and say what God has done for you. You know, I, I remember talking with God uh, some weeks ago, even some months ago, and I remember God said to me, what if? What if I was to tell you to do this and what if I was to tell you to do that? Would you? I said, yes, Lord. What if I tell you to don't do this and don't do that? Would you stop? I said, God, only by your grace, your help, your deliverance, your mercy will I be able to because I can't do anything. But through you, God, all things is possible. Say, yes, Lord, I will seek you all the days of my life, for the rest of my life. I say, God, when I think back over my life and I think things over, I wasn't supposed to be here. Let them think. I wasn't supposed to survive because the enemy had his hand out, but I thank God for stopping. When I think about what Jeremiah, the first chapter, the fifth verse say, Before I formed thee in thy womb, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. I said, Lord, sometimes, we don't really understand what you do for us, what you do with us, and we don't understand how we can um, be in this place. I said, God, I thank you for knowing me before I was formed in my mother's womb. I thank you for everything you put down in me. But if we be honest, once we get to a certain age, 
we put God on the back burner. <coughs> Excuse me. The devil don't want me to tell you, but I, I'm going to tell on myself. We put God on the back burner, and we try to go and pick him up when it's uh, cordial or we need him or we need something. Let, let's, let's talk about it, okay? We forget that he said uh, he loved us first. We forget he said that he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. We forget about all that. I wrote down some some notes here. We forget about Second uh, Chronicles, the seventh chapter, the fourteenth and fifteenth verse. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Now, we forget about that. 15 says, now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. We forget about that. He not only told us he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb, he also told us that... um. He will forgive us. Hmm. We have to repent, like I said earlier, and repent daily. We have to repent always because we're always doing something, whether we're aware of it or it snuck up on us. Jude, the book of Jude, the fourth verse, is only one chapter. It says the evil man snuck in unaware. We could be laughing and talking and having so much fun and and, and lottie gagging as they said when I was growing up, and sometimes I catch myself saying it, that we'll say something, do something, look at something, repeat something, and don't realize it until we're either in the middle of it or after we said it. Now we got to repent. But the best chance about that is God gives us a chance to repent. We don't have to be like, oh, uh-uh-uh, I don't know. I, I guess. No, we can repent. God, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I knew I shouldn't have said that. God, forgive me. Let's repent. That's why I said your past does not determine your future. God gave me a dream last night, and it was such a dream that I said, wow, Lord, you gave me this dream. And in this dream, I don't I don't know when the dream is sort of saying that something's going to happen or what, but I begin to to um, bind up death. I begin to bind up anxiousness. I begin to bind up a pity party. I begin to bind up unbelief. I begin to bind up unforgiveness. Because even in the dream, somebody had did something horrible to me. Instead of me reacting in a way of, I'm going to get you with that attitude I used to have, in my dream, God made me say, I forgive you. Just because for the rest of your life, you're going to have to remember what you did. And I said, oh, God, when I woke up, I said, God, now I didn't wake up crying or nothing. I just woke up giving God praise and giving God honor 
and saying, God, I bind it in Jesus' name, the spirit of death, the spirit of torment, the spirit of worry. God, I bind all of that up. I bind that up in Jesus' name. And I begin to say, Lord, I don't want my past mistakes to determine my future. I don't want my family and, and, and my friends' past mistakes to determine their future, especially when we can go and repent. We can go and repent and ask God to forgive us. Because once God forgives us, he won't, he won't remember it. No. Once we stay, when God forgives us and we do what we told to do and we stay on assignment and stay focused, God will forget your sins, never to remember them no more. Throw them in the sea of forgetfulness. I started writing down some stuff, and I said, God, I know your word says in Proverbs, I'm going to go to it so we can read it. Um, let me find it. Let me find it. Proverbs uh, 26 and 11. It says, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Hmm. I don't know about y'all, <clears throat> but when I was growing up, we always had dogs around. And I remember seeing our dogs go up. And I remember seeing them go back and eat it. Yeah, yeah. I know it sounds about violent. I hardly say vulgar. But that's what that's what we look like to God when we go back. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's what we look like when we go back to our mess. It says, as a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Mm. Okay? Now, let's go on and, and, and so I can tell you all something. Now, I'm, I'm telling you about my life story. I said, God, whatever relationships I have that you took me out of, I thank you. I said, whatever young man that was I asked you for and you said no and I wanted you to say yes and you said no and I tried to persuade you to say yes and you said no and I tried to bargain with you like I was at a blue light sale at Kmart. You said no. I said, God, I want to thank you. But see, that's my life story. I said, God, when I was involved in people's business that I had no business being involved in and they was involved in my business which they should have never been in and then we went over there and got us somebody's business, which we had no business of. And I, in our words, we had no problem getting in. Sometimes it was harder to get out of stuff than it was to get in stuff. I said, God, I thank you that you brought me out. See, that's my life story. I started talking to God about foolishness. Hmm. When I was over here and shouldn't have been, and told my mom and my dad I was going over there, but I was over here and over somewhere else and doing all kind of stuff I shouldn't have been doing. But, I God, I thank you. When we was there playing ball in the park and people were getting shot around us and we hit the ground, but we jump up and go back to playing. God, I said, thank you. 
when we was at the nightclubs and we was dancing around and people was getting shot in front of us, on the side of us, behind us, we would hit the floor, just curl up, and when it was all over, sit running out. We would say, go, couldn't wait for the music to start back up, and we would go back out there so we could get to dancing. God was protecting us. I said, God, thank you. When I was walking around here with unforgiveness because you didn't give me what I want when I said that I wanted when I wanted what I want. Because I felt like you should have. And God, you said no. You didn't let it happen. But again, I tried to persuade you. I tried to tell you why I needed it, why I wanted it, why I had to have it. You said no. I said, God, I thank you. God, thank you. When I was walking around here telling lies about why I didn't do that, why I did do that, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and you kept telling me your word is your bond. Do what you need to do because if you don't, after a while, ain't nobody going to believe you because everything come out your mouth is going to look like a L-I-E, lie. God, I say thank you for your instruction. When I was walking around here stealing, you know what I'm saying, stealing time over here, stealing time over there, doing this and doing that, taking this and taking that, which I had no business with my hands on, hands in, or my body being involved or my mind or my words or whatever, taking the credit, stealing the credit for this, stealing the credit. God, you said no, stop. God, I say thank you. When I stopped trying to Still attention away from my sisters, brothers, cousins, friends, or whatever. God, you said stop. I said, God, I thank you. That's my story. Okay? When I was procrastinating, when I was told to do this, and I was told to do it now, and I was doing something like it, kind of like it, said it looked like it, but God, you told me do what you said you're going to do. Keep your word. You said you're going to do it. And God, after a while, when you said what you needed to say and you did what you needed to do, God, I say thank you. That's my story. When I heard you tell me in my heart to repent and repent now, and I would say, well, God, I need to get myself together and I need to do this and need to do that. And you said, you can't do anything without my help. I said, God, you didn't give up on me. You didn't stop loving me. You didn't walk away. You didn't turn your head. Jesus, you kept praying for me. You was interceding for me. My mom, my aunties, my cousins, my church, friends of the family, uncles, dad, everybody was praying for me and my sisters, and God, you kept them. I, I, I asked my sister if she would give some testimonies a little later um, in the program in the next few minutes about some things and places that we was that we had no business being. I, I hope she'd tell about the time we was over in Cabrini Green walking through the courtyard and it was the ground was filled with snow, and we saw these little 
old was coming in the ground, and we we uh, was running, and all of a sudden we just decided to hit the ground. God didn't let a bullet hit us. We said, God, I thank you. I want you all to understand what I'm talking about. I remember a time of, I'm telling you about my life story, the things I've done that God has delivered me from, broke me off of, broke up ahead of me. I remember a time um, we was on the L, and I have a look. I had a niece. She was a little girl then. She's grown, married with children now, and her children are grown. She used to love to wear petticoat dresses and pat leather shoes. And we didn't. It's not that we didn't have money, but I've always called. I was back then. I was trying to be a hustler. Mm. See, some of y'all gonna go with me. Some of y'all gonna go with me and understand what I'm saying. And some of y'all are going to say, oh, my God, like you've never been there. Okay. Well, that's you between you and God. Anyway, we I, I always love music. If I didn't have a – I wouldn't ride around with my radio tied on my bike. I was walking around with a boom box on my shoulder. I always loved music. We would be on the L, and her favorite song was playing that I put on was called Ring My Bell. We had a cup, a bucket, brother, like you said, would take a uh, – milk jug or cut it in half and we walk around and let put, people put money in. In other words, they say I was pipping my niece. I was making money off her. Like she's singing, dance, and people give us donations so we could have enough money to get the extra stuff we wanted to eat. I remember um, what concerts we used to go to in Grant Park with WG, uh, JPC, Tom Joyner was the DJ and they had uh, Betty Wright. She had a record out called Tonight is the Night. See, so don't y'all go back that far, okay? Betty said go back. I'm telling you, stay right here. Don't go back, okay? Don't remember when. We're talking about this right now. And Sylvia had a record called Pillow Talk. I'm just t- trying to tell you where we was at, tell you my, my frame of mind. And we went to a concert downtown. So, pe- see, people want to act like the stuff going on now is new but it's not. Somebody began to shoot in the park and a stampede broke out. Now, I told you we was on the L with my niece. She was about five, six years old, if that much. And uh, she was laying on the blanket taking a nap. And we heard, we could feel the ground was shaking. And it just sounded like, at that time, the only sound we could hear, because we were city girls, we would hear on the TVs, on the cowboy movies about the horses and the cows coming, we just heard a, a, a stampede. And we looked up, we saw the dust in the air, the people running, and we grabbed my niece off the ground in the nick of time. We jumped behind a tree, and I was able to climb up the tree some. Cecilia wasn't able to get up there, but she was able to stay safe in a spot where the crowd went around her, the people was running because somebody was shooting in the crowd. We didn't get shot, nor did we get stampeded over. I'm telling you what God has done for me. This is my life story. I remember one time at a party. It was the members. It was Ladies Night Thursday. Uh, Farley Jackmaster was the DJ, and he called me and said, the it girl. Everybody wanted to dance like us, dress like us, hang out with us because we had a car. We was the it girls. So, you know, we was young, but we had 
I guess you people call us spoiled. Our parents gave us things we needed more so than things we wanted, okay? That's my life story. And this young man wanted to meet her. I didn't tell him she was my sister, but he said she was the prettiest thing he ever seen, and he wanted to meet her. And I said, who, her? He said, yeah. He said, you know her? I said, yeah, I know, I know her very well. He said, I want to meet her. I said, how much money you got? He said, how much is it going to cost? I said, give me $100. I'll introduce you to her. He said, well, I said, you don't want to meet her. So I went to walk off. He gave me the money. I said, come on, let me introduce you to her. So I introduced him to her, and I introduced her to him. And she said, Renee, you need to stop pimping me. I'm sorry to laugh, but that's my life story. And I'm just telling you, I can laugh at myself because I can say, devil, you thought you had me. But I thank God that you brought me out. I thank God that God has blessed me so that when I sit back and I think about my life, and I think about how many times the devil has tried to kill me, and I think about how many times the devil has tried to kill me and my sister together, and I think about the times that the devil has tried to kill my sister, I think about when we were young, if she was sick, I was sick. If I was sick, she was sick. Whether we were together or not. I remember one time being out, walking down the street, and I'm just showing you when when God gives you a connection. See, this is the kind of connection I I have with God now that I can hear God, and I can feel God feeling me because God talks to me now. So I, I, I hope you understand what I mean by that. But I'm going to finish this. I was, my sister was in a bad car accident where the our head had got busted because of the car accident. And at the time I was walking downtown on a date, I remember grabbing my head, falling to the ground, and I said, I got to go home, I got to go home. At that time, long story short, I got home and nobody was at the house. And the neighbor came and told me that my sister had been in a bad accident and she was in the hospital. And they said that she wasn't going to make it. I remember my mom praying, and I remember they had no response for my sister, Cecilia. And as she was laying there, I remember when that doctor said she wasn't going to make it, me screaming out, hollering and saying, no, no. I hugged and said, Cecilia, I love you. You can't leave me. And the thing I heard come out of my sister's voice was, I was squeezing her so tight, she said, Renee, you're hurting. And I was, even though I was still in the middle of my mess, I began to say, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. But you know what? It was like, I was like the dog. I went back. And I started being Renee all over again. When I tell you, after a certain period of time in my life, I said, God, I want to be saved for real. If I look at every letter in the alphabet, I could come up with a sin that I've been involved in. See, that's my life story. But the best part of my life story is that God gave me. God delivered me. God healed me. You know, even when I had became homeless some years back, 
nobody could tell and nobody really knew I was homeless now unless I told them because God has been so good to me. I just got say, God, I thank you. You know, a lot of you all don't know you can have a job but be homeless. You can get sick and be on um, uh, medical leave and you still get a monthly check, but you don't get enough to sustain you and become homeless. But even in the midst, see, before, I just want you to understand, I didn't find God when I got homeless. I found God before. So that when I went through it, I knew that only God was going to bring me out. And here it is, some years later, I'm going to go back a little bit. I remember family members saying, why you didn't say nothing to me? Uh Uh-uh. Because, see, you would have took the credit. (laughs) Yeah. You would have wanted the honor. You would have wanted the glory. You would have wanted the praise. But, see, I had to depend on God to bring me out of that. Yes. I had to. But, see, that's my life story. So all I'm saying to you is get into the book of Psalms, the first chapter. Be the blessed man that walketh not, sitteth not, standeth not. Be that one planted by the rivers of water. I'm telling you, I thank God for everything he has done for me. I thank God for how... He didn't let us get shot in the nightclubs. He didn't let us get shot in the park. He didn't let us get shot when we was playing softball. He didn't let us get shot or killed when we was doing things on the L station, riding the L's brother here in Chicago. It's a lot of stuff. We was in Grant Park at that WJPC uh, Tom Joyner concert with Betty Wright. White. We didn't get stampede in that crowd. We didn't get in no accidents. We was driving from the west side of Chicago to the south suburbs to go to the party at the Nimbus. Um, it was like driving from Chicago, uh, a step away from Indiana. I believe if we had a, went a couple of blocks over, we'd have been in Indiana. That God blessed us. We had a blowout one time on expressway driving, and I drove from, a, let's say, 147th Street on a flat all the way to the west side of Chicago. Ah. Uh, Ooh, anybody from Chicago that's listening or know from Dalton, Lansing's area, to the west side of Chicago, almost um, is West Lawndale, or you could say right off Austin area. You know, that was a long ride, and I was driving on the expressway. That's my life story, how God has been so good to me. So what I'm going to do is stop right here. And I'm going to see if anybody on Blog Talk would like to have something to say about what God has done to them about their life story. If anybody on Facebook, you could write in. If not, we just going to keep going and let God have his way, get the glory and the honor. And we're not going to worry about it because I thank God for giving me a life story that ends with all things are possible through Jesus Christ. All things are possible through God. All things are possible once you repent because my past mistake does not determine my future. The lines are open. Uh, 
Uh, Minister Sylvia, this is uh, Cecilia. I just want to give the people on the phone an opportunity um, to share um, before I chime in, as you have asked. So anyone on the phone, anyone on Blog Talk, please share your testimony that um, God has given you and where he's brought you from. As Minister Sylvia has already said, um, many times we try to act like we haven't done anything, and sometimes people want to stay there. So if you want to stay there, that's fine. But I'm going to um, let anyone on the phone that wants to share, share before I um, share the things that Minister Cecilia has asked me to do. Amen. Okay, as Minister Sylvia was saying, we had so many times, countless times, where God covered us, where God protected us, where God rescued us, where he covered us, and and he just did so much. Whether it was when um, we called Sabrina Green, Sabrina, but it was how we were always catching the bus over to the Greens, and they were shooting, they were fighting, we were fighting. Um, Many people thought we lived in the Greens because we were over there so much. Um, There was um, times when um, we were somewhere and someone had just gotten uh, robbed or attacked or something, and God rescued us. There was times we were standing out at the bus stop, and it was below uh, zero degrees, and we had on what we had on, but it wasn't enough. And uh, while we were waiting for the bus, that seemed like it was never coming, but God never allowed us to get frostbitten to the point that we lost an extremity or a digit or an ear or a nose. Because those that are from Chicago, you know, the Windy City, the Hawks, is no joke, especially in the winter time. And um, as Minister Sylvia was saying, whether it was us going to concerts, because we went to church quite often, because if Pastor Linda wasn't taking us to church, our mom was taking us to church, but somebody was always trying to keep us before God and in prayer, and I appreciate everyone that did that. And as Minister Sylvia said, there was times when... um, we were places we weren't supposed to be. I mean, I know some of you may have never lied to your parents. Hallelujah to you. Well, Minister Sylvia and I would uh, get our story together, and we would go our separate ways, and we would come back. So it looked like we left together, and it looked like we came back together, and we did, but what we did in between was something else. And, And so it wasn't that we were out sexing and doing stuff like that but it was that we were out being disobedient, not only disobedient to our parents, but disobedient to God. Um, there was one time a, a gentleman, he seemed to be just as nice as nice and everything, and I'll never forget it, ever, ever, ever. I was only 16, and he was in his 20s, and he came over to visit, and he asked my mom and dad if he could marry me. And I'll never forget it. I look like if my parents say yes, I'm running away. 
but it was just the fact that my dad had wisdom enough to look at the look on my face where he could see I was like, "Uh uh-uh. But it just, if my mom and dad had not been in the right state of mind, if my mom didn't love the Lord like she was, somebody would have said, okay, sure you can, just because he had a real good job. But guess what? He had other issues, too. And all I wanted to do was dance with I just wanted him to be one of my dance partners at the club. I didn't want nothing else. But he was like, no, this is a young, naive girl. And even Renee will tell you um, the times we walked across the street and the crossing guard was shocked because of the gang wars going on one side of the street and the other and the bullets missed us. Um, The times that we were at a place and when we left, something happened. But we wanted to stay a little bit longer. But on that night, our mother or father said, no, you can't stay longer. So there were so many instances, even when we were young, young, young kids, and we saw an execution, gang style. I mean, it was just at uh, when a kid is 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, there's just some things you don't need to see. There are so many instances of the stuff that people see on TV now, on the news, we lived it. We saw it. And so although it appears that it's just happening, it's been happening a long time. Television just wasn't what it was because back then it was a lot of black and white TV and things of that sort. Internet wasn't what it is now. Um, There were times when people were getting beaten and killed and buried in the ground with only their heads sticking out. So it's not that the stories are something that gives grandeur to what happened, but it's to give grandeur to God, that God covered. He covered us. He covered you because you're still here. He covered your parents. He covered your sisters and your brothers. He covered your neighbors. He, He covered us because of the prayers of the righteous that availeth much, and those same prayers, those same vervent, effectual prayers are just as powerful today. Although we have a lot of hirelings out there, and we have a lot of people that are doing things that are not of God, God still answers the prayers. And if you say he doesn't, I'm going to say the devil is a lie, and you are too, because like my sister said, She prayed for me when they said I wasn't going to make it. And God answered her prayers instantly, and neither her nor I was living right. Not saying that other people weren't praying, but I'm saying God answers the prayers because our prayers, when they come from our heart, my, 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 it's a different prayer than when you're praying from your mouth. And when you can pray from your heart, not only does prayer change things, but God will hear you. And I love how Minister Sylvia said she loves that she can hear God now. Because I remember many years ago when Minister Sylvia used to be praying, and I would be praying with her, and one of her um, three top prayers was she wanted to hear God, she wanted to speak in tongues, and she wanted to him to change her appetite 
for the things that she was doing. And now to see the manifestation of those three prayers, she had many prayers, but those were the ones she asked God for that I can tell you today. Her yes is for real. That's all I have, Minister Sylvia. Thank you so much for that because a lot of times people think I'm bragging. I'm bragging on my God. I'm bragging on what God has done and God is doing in my life. Yes, I'm still being delivered daily. But see, I'm not crazy enough to act like I'm not. I'm not crazy enough to try to tell you I'm not. I realized something. God told me one time, if you want to be delivered, treat everything like everything and stop trying to keep things a secret. God said he don't do anything in secret. Only thing God do in secret is communicate with you because that's a personal relationship. But if you want to be delivered, you let everybody else see and hear what you're doing, God wants you to say it, I need to be delivered. So that when you see it and you hear it from me and you see that deliverance comes, you know that God is still working his work. He does a wonderful job. He does a wonderful work. God is good every day, all day long. So a lot of times people want to say, I don't, I don't want nobody telling my testimony. See, I don't, I don't want nobody have to tell my testimony. Nobody have to tell my story. I'm telling you my story. I'm not giving you an autobiography. I'm giving you a talkable biography. I'm telling you what God has done for me. And anybody that knows me, Lord, if you knew me from Byla Elementary School, if you knew me from Morton Upper Grace Center, if you knew me from Lucy Flower Vocational High School, if you knew me from Garfield Park uh, Gym Room, you know, if you knew me from Aisha YMCA, if you knew me from Douglas Park, you know what? If you knew, you would say God is an awesome God. Because, see, a lot of people tell you they get saved when they down and out. Mm-mm, I ain't going to tell you that. I was on top of my game. I was having everything I wanted, as much of it as I wanted. I was doing everything. But one day I caught myself smiling and laughing, talking with some friends, and I heard God say, you wouldn't raise like this. And I began to sit there and start saying, God, change my appetite. When a dear cousin of mine got killed, and me and this young man was running buddies, we were tight. We were very tight. And I went to, I went to sleep, and I had a dream that I was, it was my funeral. And I didn't, really, I, I didn't remember this dream till the day of. The dress I had on at this funeral, I was looking in the casket, but I couldn't see anybody. I just remembered this dress I had on. But when my cousin had got killed and I went to the funeral, I was my dad was alive, and he went with me. I went with him. And when I went up to the casket, I was crying, and as I opened my eyes up to look down at my cousin, I saw myself laying there in that dress. 
and I broke down, and they thought I was crying so hard. Don't get me wrong. I was crying because he had been taken from us, but I was crying because as I was crying, God told me, if you had not repented when you did, that would have been you. See, you got to know. You got to know when God is talking to you. I heard God talk to me in my mess. And I asked God to open my ears and I asked God to deliver me. I asked God to take away my appetite. See, a couple of weeks ago, I ministered on the man in a tomb with the multi, with the legion. See, y'all have to understand. I dealt with legions, legions of spirit. And I thank God that with all of the ones that got me, majority of them did. But even if you just deal with one or two, that's too many. You got to know when you know that you know your past does not determine your future. I don't care what people say about me. I don't care what people think about me because, see, I'd rather obey God than man. You have nothing you can give me that would promise me everlasting life but the word of God. That's all you can give me. It's up to me what I do with it. It's up to me how I apply it to my life. It's up to me if I receive what God is doing. So I just want to say to you all, I thank God for teaching me that my past does not determine my future. I thank God for every no that he's given me. I thank God for every yes that he's given me. I thank God for teaching me how to repent, teaching me how to stand on that, and teaching me how to want to be like some one. And one, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scoundrel. I thank God that just on today, I was reminded that when somebody tries to speak in your life, if they're not a born-again Christian, do not receive what they think. People will say something and might try to make it sound good. But if you didn't hear from God, I remember my auntie, my aunt sweetie, used to stay upstairs over us. I loved my auntie. My mom loved her sister so they were so close. My auntie always used to say, if God has something to tell you and somebody want to bring it to you, God's going to send you confirmation. He's already told you. And I thank God for that. I thank God that I had an auntie that would speak life into me, over me, and into me and my sister. I, she used to walk us to school when my mom had to get rest. Sometimes she would come pick us up, and when she'd do, she would always quote scripture to us and um, talk to us about the goodness of the Lord. And I thank God for that, that when things wasn't going quite my way, that I had to accept when God said no. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to tell y'all something. I, sometimes I tried to bargain with God, but 
I was fooling myself. <laughs> so before we end the program, I ask one more time: Is there anyone on Blog Talk would like to give a, a testimony at this time or make a comment before we end the service? Thank you, Apostle Elect, for your testimony on tonight. Thank you for. Um, Helping me out with letting everyone know that God is a good God. Thank you for the opportunity to be a part of Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. I thank God for everything he's doing for Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I thank you all for tuning in on this Friday. If you come back Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, you'll get to hear our very own apostle elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you come back this Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it is our first Monday, and our speaker should be Dr. Serena Wright. Please tune in. If you come back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be your speaker, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, bringing forth the word that God has given me to bring forth. I want you all to know that we love you with the love of the Lord. There's just nothing you can do about it. If you find yourself through the week needing prayer, Pastor Linda Handy has a prayer line. Um, the number is 605-313-4818. That number again, well, we repeat, 605 313 4818, access code 641147, 641147. And I think that's on Friday nights at 7.30 and on Sundays at 1 p.m. If you would like to also have a prayer line to call, um, this is for Sister Carmen. She has a prayer line um, also. It's at 605. 313-4284, it's 605-313-4284, and her access code is 5282607, and I believe she has a night that she has, that they pray for the male seed, and you all can call those lines and it give you the information of when their services is, and um, all I can say is, don't forget, your past does not determine your future. You know, if if you don't believe it, sit down and write yourself a note, and ask God, where where were you at a year ago? Ask God to bring your remembrance back a year to the date and see what God has done. So I pray that you all receive the word on tonight. I pray that your ears was open. I pray that your heart was open. I pray that your mind was open to receive the word, to hear, to love, and to meditate on. I thank God. I want you all to pray for Minister Margot, uh, for God to continually to heal her body. Continue to pray for Pastor Troy Thomas. Please pray for my cousin, Lottie Weaver, who lost her son, Sylvester White. His service will be tomorrow. Um, Keep the Weaver family in your prayers. 
it's a hard still for a mother to bury a child. It's very hard. So hold my family up in prayer. Yes, the same like we have lost some family members back to back for the last so many years. But you know what? I thank God that he's doing what he do because it's God's will, not ours. We just pray to God, give us a heart to accept and receive what he's doing. And just know that if you have a problem with anything, before you run to friend, foe, or associate, run to Jesus. Amen. Tell him all about your problems. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say that God is going to be shocked. He said there's nothing new under the sun. Take all of your cares. Cast them upon God because he cares for you. If you don't believe anything, believe me when I tell you, if God can change and save me, hmm. God can change and save anybody. So for you all to know, we thank God. Thank you for listening in on tonight. Have a good night. Be blessed and rest in God's peace. Amen. Good night, everyone. Amen. Praise God. Good night. Love you. Love you.